Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What is knowledge without love? Tune in tonight to find out. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. What is up, guys? I'm sure you all are wondering, why are they playing Belle de DeVoe? And obviously, because we found out about DeVoe, so what better song can poison? Perfect. Tonight, we are talking about The Flash, Season 4, Episode 7. My name is Drew Jones. You can follow me on all the things at OK Drew. And I'm going to throw it over to my amazing co-panelist. Hey guys, I'm Carolina Benetti. You can find me on Twitter at Carolina Benetti and on Instagram at LenaBean113 and on to... Hey, this is Chauncey K. Robinson and you can catch me on Twitter at Miss Chauncey KR. Oh my god, I just feel like I literally was complaining about not being a huge fan of this season before we watched this episode and I am so sorry, Flash Riders, I take back everything I said. <laughs> Tonight was insane, right? Like, we just have... It was intense. Yeah, I feel like this was like the big turning point for the season. Um, so it was a very educational episode because we learned so much that we've been sitting back going, okay, okay, a lot of these little villains have been like filler villains, mm-hmm. so it was really good to get to this point. Yeah, a lot of questions answered, a lot of new questions formed. Let's get right into it. We start out with a flashback to four years ago at Central City University. Um, and we see Clifford DeVoe, and he's, first of all, walking. Yeah. Um, and he's teaching a super uninterested class. Like, everyone is zoned out, just like, I mean, a lot of... Cat videos. Yeah, cat videos, dog tricks, the whole deal. Um, and you see him very frustrated, and we see the mechanic come in, which we finally get her name. So, uh, Marlies. Mm-hmm. Um, we see them kind of discuss this whole concept of a thinking cap. I and mean, that's the first um, big, like, okay, we're going to see his backstory. Um, and so we, yeah, we go into present day and we see, um, we pick up where we left off with the last episode where Barry and Joe are in their house and kind of questioning them. Um, and Barry knows this is the samurai painting. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he knows it's a samurai painting, and he's, that's really the only, like, tidbit that kind of connects them at the moment. I mean, obviously, we, the, you know, viewers know this guy's a bad guy, but as far as they know, that's really the only, like, cool little, like, tie together is that there's a samurai painting, but as Cisco... Sure, but, I mean, Barry's really good at deducing things, but I really like that in this episode, he reined himself back. You know, because in in past seasons, he's always like, I know who the bad guy is. And then he gets super overconfident and he messes everything up. And this time, he was, like, staking it out almost to the point of paranoia. And kudos to Grant Gustin because I think this episode is the best acting we've seen of him this season. He's a fantastic actor, that being said. But he did such a good job, like, doing subtle paranoia. Mm -hmm. I was really impressed with him. Um, I'm sure a lot of other people were, too. But... That being said, I really liked that he, like, was, like, a dog with a bone, man, and he just wouldn't let it go. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I would say he was, like... Reined it in. Reined it in. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> no, but usually he's, the- like... <laughs> right. No, but I mean reined it in the sense is usually he just suits up and he's, like, I'm the Flash. I'm gonna go get the bad guy and, like, do his thing. Mm. But this time, he went as Barry Allen, and he just tried to really investigate all of the details. Because in the past, he'd get overconfident and he would overlook something that was so obvious, and then it would drive him crazy. So we are seeing him grow. Yeah. Yeah, I can see where you're... What, see what I'm saying? There? I did like in the beginning um, this very domestic thing that we saw between um, 
the thinker DeVoe and his wife Marlies. Like it was, it's a very. We saw that in the beginning or the end of the previous episode, mm-hmm. and it kind of traveled over. At first, you you know, in the in previous episode, you sort of thought, oh, this is just a put on. But with that flashback, it was like, oh no, this is there. And it was weird, like seeing that beginning. It's yeah. like how this originated of this love story. Yeah, it seemed like it was a love story initially of this love of knowledge, like what you had opened up with, with this idea of. Um, him wanting to reach his students, wanting to reach more knowledge of mm-hmm. how this this whole thing came about. I think it's really interesting that a lot of the villains we see on The Flash don't have, like, negative origin stories. They tend to start out with good intentions and then somehow get twisted. Um, I also love that, this is just a small little thing that I saw, that um, when Barry... You know, is before we see all the other stuff, Barry's like, you know, I want to dig into all of this. Iris is actually the one who goes in, starts designating the roles for everyone. And it's like, you go do this, you go do this. And I love seeing Iris in. That picks up to the very first episode of the season, though, where mm-hmm. she was really leading the charge. Yeah, I love seeing that continue, though, because, um, you know, these last couple episodes have just been very focused on just a bunch of stuff. So I just like to see that she is still very much kind of a team leader and I like to see that Barry is like coming into play like coming and falling in line and not being so like no I'm the Flash and blah 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 you know well it's like they said and we we see it's like they're the Flash right yeah. and I I love that like what you're saying that that didn't fall off like mm-hmm. they didn't suddenly oh he's back and now okay Iris right. doesn't have to be the one that designates everyone. They still call her boss lady. Like, she's still the one. He's the superhero with the powers, mm-hmm. um, but she's the one that's, you know, able to kind of tell people where to go. And yeah. and she's listened to. Even he listens to her. So I, I like seeing that, that dynamic, at least in the beginning. Yeah. Right. So I, I just want to come back to what you were saying about uh, the origin story. And I was saying to you a little bit while we were watching, and I don't know if you agree, but I feel like DeVoe, the thinker, is the most likable villain. I really feel for this character, and I think that this is going to come full circle, and that we're seeing this, because in a way, he was a victim of Harrison Wells, the OG Harrison Wells from the first one, mm-hmm. who was like Zoom and so forth. So yeah. I, I feel like um, we're going to see a turnaround on him, because I, I think that he's doing this, we still don't know his end game, and I feel like he's doing it for a greater purpose than what we saw, because he was completely wronged by Harrison Wells, and Barry came, became the Flash, and he literally is on a death sentence with the chair that's keeping him alive, barely. It makes me feel for him. Well, I don't know if he was wronged by Harrison yeah, Wells. Like, they literally, he was watching, we saw in the beginning where it came to the point of getting the power for the helmet, it was like, you know, the mechanic, his wife, had made the helmet and was like, we need a power source, we don't mm-hmm. have anything. And she, he was looking at the video and he said, well, Harrison Wells has basically yeah. created that for us. And they went to, you know, the the press conference and everything and it was like, you know, by the look of it, because we we all knew, and that was what was so great about it, that it was like a callback that, yes, that wasn't the real Harrison. That yeah. It was, you know, who knew that, who DeVoe was about to become, and that was such a cool thing, because he's yeah. like, I see our future, like, I see what you're about to become. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, they walk away, and he's like, well, you know, she wanted to wait. His wife wanted to wait. She mm-hmm. was like, you know, he seems to want the explosion. We should wait, and he didn't want to. So in that sense, I don't think yeah. he was wrong by Harrison. Well, I really do think he knew what was going to happen. He just didn't know the extent of what was going to happen. I agree. Well, I just want to point out with, I know you guys disagree with me, but I want to point out with you guys that, you know, Harrison, he wanted that explosion to happen, and he ruined a lot of people's lives, and DeVoe was one of them. And they wanted that power source... Because, yes, they were working on that project, but was it for evil? I think it was for a greater good. He was just trying to bring more knowledge into the world. He didn't set out to be any kind of villain. And would Harrison Wells actually know him in who he's become now as the thinker because the timelines were jimble-jambled? Well, I think we saw with that scene that Harrison knew who he was. That was the catch. Like, that scene where he looks at him and he says, they ask the question, he's like, well, I think this is going to change our future very much. That was a call to the fact of him knowing who DeVoe was going to become. So I think he actually, I think the writers did that. The direction of that scene was because um, the evil Harrison knew who DeVoe was about to become and actually knew it was going to happen. I agree. And I, I... Again, I don't. Th- I mean, I don't think DeVoe is a victim in that because, like you said, the mechanic even says, you know, 
it's like he's planning for this to not work. So it's like they very well knew that there were a lot of... They knew the dangers. Yeah, they knew there were a lot of risk, and it's something that they went ahead and did anyway. And as we see, he, you know, it does not go in his uh, favor. So we go back to present time. We see Barry obsessing kind of again. Um, He shows up in DeVoe's class, which is mad weird. Um, And by the way, I've never... I mean, DeVoe obviously is a thinker and all, but I've never seen a professor be able to, like, scan out and point one, like, see one person. My professors <laughs> literally never saw me. in the classroom, too. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, he's a thinker, so whatever. Um, so then, you know, we have this weird, tense moment between Barry and DeVoe, and then Barry shows back to, the, uh, back to Star Labs, and we see that everything's clear. This is a model citizen, a big brother to, you know, his community, uh, you know, everything's checked out, model life, model life. But it set it up for such a good Easter egg in there with him talking about his Spidey sense tingling. I love that. Yeah, yeah that Spider-Man. was a reference. Shout out to Spider-Man. Be the realist. Um, but again, I think that this really shows... Barry growing as a superhero and as a detective. He was like a dog with a bone. He knew something was wrong. And instead of going after it completely as the Flash, he put on his detective hat and he just kept at it. And he's right. And he knows he's right. And I'm glad that it ended up with him confronting him. Because it proved he was right. Yeah. Um, But we do see that the thinkers obviously thought everything through because even now to Barry taking you know, the mug and mm-hmm. having Cisco vibe it, we see nothing. Yeah. You know, we see the mac and cheese. That's apparently really good. The three cheese three cheese mac and cheese is really good. Yeah. What I wanna know is how he got around Cisco's powers of vibing. That's a very right I mean Like I wonder what people think on that. Like how did he do that? Well it seems that I mean from the examples we see of his power, it seems that he just like has the answers to just about everything. So even down to the um, Jack, the, who Jack the Ripper really is. Which I tried to look up because <laughs> I, that that reference of who Jack the Ripper actually, I was like, well, I don't know about that. And yeah. of course they want to know, of course. But I didn't even see, I mean, I'm not going to get all geeky with like, I was like, who, the nurse? I was like, who's the Zodiac killer? I gotta do, right? <laughs> I was like, I got to do a bit more uh, research. Where's Tupac? <laughs> Where's Tupac? Is he in Cuba? Is he? We need to ask the real questions here. <laughs> you should send that in and see what he says. Yeah. At the see thinker. what the thinker says. Where's Biggie? Where's Tupac? What was the name of that, like, uh, article that people used to, like, write in the newspaper for advice? Was it, like, Dear, Dear Abby? Abby? Dear, Dear Abby. Abby. Yeah, Dear so it thinker. could be, like, Dear Thinker. Yeah, he has all the answers. That would be, like, an awesome, like, sideshow. Dear Thinker, like, why isn't he show. calling me back? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but imagine that as a sideshow on the CWC. Like, I would watch it. That would be I'd cool. be like, can fans submit questions? <laughs> I have questions. That would be hilarious. <laughs> But uh, it was kind of a creepiness there, too. Like, what yeah. we were saying, like, how did he get around by his powers and everything? Because that was the thing, as I was watching, even from the beginning, I was, and the fact of watching Barry sort of be on this, um, you know, like, dog with the bone sort mm-hmm. of thing, it was like, he's kind of on a losing battle, in a way, you felt yeah. like, because in all the previous episodes, we've seen that the thinker has been always a step ahead. So mm-hmm. it was like, you're watching Barry do this and go to the classroom and all this, and you're kind of like... Is all the thinker knows all this is happening. Yeah. So it's, it's very like the entire episode was very unsettling. Yeah, to watch. that's that's the right word. It was yeah. unsettling because it was like very you're going to lose. Yeah, you kind of know that in a way. It was very unsettling to see. That, that was thing. one of the best monologues on the Flash. Period. Like in all four seasons. Yeah. DeVoe's monologue to Barry was absolutely fantastic. He's such a great actor. Yeah. Um. So, but it makes it impossible for you not to like. You have to like him. Didn't that make you like him? I don't know if you have to like him, but I think you can appreciate his hustle. Yeah, I think what we were seeing throughout this episode is that 
Well, I mean, you'll you'll get to it or whatever. Mm. But even in the the beginning parts of what we talked about so far, it seems like he had a noble cause. Yeah. Initially. The thing is, though, clearly he's a villain right now. Yeah. So what is his... Like, why does he want to seemingly destroy Barry? Like, what's that about? That's not noble. So what went from him wanting to connect to knowledge and, and the world and expand to this game that he's playing with the Flash? Right. So in this next flashback, we see um, the particle accelerator go off. We see, you know, flashback. Which was an awesome scene. Yeah, we see, you know, little snippets of season one up in there. And, and they did such a good job bringing back the tone in those inserts. Oh, yeah. It was sure. fabulous. Yeah. Um, so we see that happen. We see Clifford put on his little thinking cap and get electrocuted and thrown, you know, really far. And we see, I don't know if you guys know this, but she... She kisses him there when she's trying to bring him back to life, and she says something like, you are my everything, or something like that. Like, you're not going to leave me. Yeah. yeah, and then he comes, he wakes back up, and then later in the episode... It's a very Snow White moment. Yeah, later in the episode when he's having an issue with his body, she does it again, she says the same thing, and he, like, chills out for a second. So I'm interested to see, I don't know if maybe that's just, like, nothing... And it's just showing that they're, like, really in it together, or if maybe there is something tied into that. I don't know. We'll keep watching. Um, Well, they're definitely a dynamic duo. Yes. You know, with everything of how she's helped build so much of what he thought of. And she, and, like, they were two, you know, a yin and a yang sort of a a deal with each other, completing each other. Which, once again, goes back to what I was saying. Like, this seems like a love story. Yeah. It's (laughs) It's like a Bonnie and Clyde. Bonnie and That's what I was saying, yeah. But with metas. Well, not metas, actually. But in a way, well, Well, he's he's a meta. He has limitless thinking. Yeah. He but he doesn't. Meta. But I'm saying like his like DNA isn't registered. Well, as, according no, to what he Caitlin, told Barry yeah. that he just outsmarted him. That doesn't mean his DNA doesn't register. It Very just means true. he obviously altered its pattern for them. Yeah, yeah, Caitlin's test didn't work basically yeah. somehow based off of him probably anticipating she was going to do a test. Right. But back to what you said when we were talking about this scene in the flashback where we see him get knocked out and we think he's dead. And that's what I'm saying is that Wells, a.k.a. Thon, to make people happy for, like, the duplicitous name, he wronged him, you know? So he's somebody whose entire life was destroyed for that. That makes me feel for him. I still don't, I don't think I agree that he I don't he agree that wronged. he, like, wronged him. I think they very much knew. knew I don't think they knew the extent of what... I don't think he knew, like, that this, like... No, I think mutated he did ASL was going to happen, but I think he knew that there were obviously risk and whatnot to taking it. Right, but Chauncey, if you're going to sit there and say that he knew who he was and what he would become, then that stands to reason that he knew that the particle accelerator exploding would cause that permanent damage to the thinker. Yeah, but what I think that's... Say- okay, oh, I was going to say, I think that was more of a benefit rather than his end game because I think at that time, at least, Thon was thinking his plan was going to be what was going to go down, and I think... Well, I don't think Thon really thought about the thinker outside of I don't care what happens to you because he was so focused on Flash, but don't you think that in that he had knowledge that he was causing this? No, I think Thon looked at him knowing what DeVoe was going to become, knowing he was going to become the thinker. That was the recognition of that scene. Yeah. Uh, Evil Harrison, as Thon knew that, that he was like, our future, because he knew what DeVoe was going to be. DeVoe and his wife, not knowing the necessarily future, walked away saying they knew that they got a sense that Wells, who was really Thawne, mm. knew that this accelerator was going to fail. It was going to cause an explosion, and he yeah. wanted it. And his wife literally told him, we should wait. He said, no. Even if it's going to do that, we we need to do that. He went through with it. Yeah. You know, I, my thing is, it's like, he basically made his own decision. Yes, he didn't know what we'll probably get to eventually, what was going to happen to his body, but he knew the risk of going into an explosion. Exactly. That w- on January 7th, that would create that. I think so it- you're saying that DeVoe himself thought he might have the possibility of becoming a meta, which is why he went? I he totally wanted to become. He wanted to do something with that cap to have limitless power of knowledge. Yeah, I think it's like if... If Thon put a loaded gun on the table and he worded it in such a way that they knew that the gun would backfire on whoever shot it and the wife and um, Mrs. DeVoe was like, don't shoot the gun, even though, yeah, technically maybe it'll still work out, don't shoot it because it's going to backfire on you. And it was like, I'm going to shoot the gun. <laughs> like, yeah. we can't blame Thon. 
Okay. For putting it there. Like, yeah, he knew, but, like, DeVoe also knew this might not work out, and he was like, I'm going to shoot it anyway. Or that it would work out, but in a very deadly way. I mean, yeah, yeah I mean. I'm going wrong. Thon's a bad dude. He's a bad guy. Oh, but course. I'm just saying, I don't think. All of it can be on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we hop back to present day, and. Should it be hop forward? Uh-huh. Oh, <laughs> Um, so we go forward to present day, and we see that they have filed a complaint against Barry for harassing, which, showing up in two places, I just don't really feel is, like, (laughs) harassing. Like, I don't know. I just feel like that's just police work. I don't feel like that's... Did he really do anything that was out of pocket? No, but the thinker's being extra, and it's all part of his plan. I mean, to be fair... If there was a cop up in my house without a warrant, we have a problem. Yeah. That's a serious problem. You wouldn't be mad? You I guys mean, wouldn't be mad? They invite... It's not like he, like, kicked the door and he was like, hey, suckers, Yeah, they invite in. you. If, if, if the cop gets invited in, they're allowed to They weren't that. allowed in. The second time he broke in, he was not allowed in. Well, that, well, we'll, get to, that I mean, we'll get to that yet. point. He hadn't fi- they hadn't filed this But yet. this was okay. the first two times. Yeah, the first two times, it was... The first one was at their home and they were invited in. The second time was in a public... You know, but you, it is harassment when you show up to someone's place of work unannounced. That is considered harassment. Textbook definition of harassment is showing up unannounced to That's bother fair. somebody about I something. I still think the thinker, you're guilty and you're extra. So <laughs> thank you, DSB Lou. I think chat says they're mad with me. I think. Um, I think. What it is is because we know what the thinker is. Yeah. We know who they are. We're like, oh, you putting on these crocodile tears. Yeah. You aren't really being harassed. So we're, you know, but we're watching I, it. I like- understand, Century City PD, <laughs> that this is a serious offense, and Barry should be reprimanded. But we still know what you did, thinker. And low key, he's totally right. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, no, I'm kidding. Um, so we um, we see Barry kind of, like, low-key losing it a little bit. Well, losing it to everyone. Everyone's thinking he's losing it, but he's like, no, I, I'm telling you. And so we see him working on this board, and um, we hear some footsteps, so he rushes over to the table, but it's Iris, <laughs> yeah. and she, do, you're not slick, Barry. Right. It's your fiance. She knows. she knows you, and so she pulls up the board. She sees that there's this whole DeVoe board. Dedicated to all things and the wife, yeah, and the misses. And I love that he called her a Stepford wife mm-hmm. <laughs> because, like, she is playing this very like, oh, I'm a housewife. Look at me, but she's she like, has, she's got two doctorates. Yeah, like <laughs> she is a genius. Like she's out here building robots and stuff. She's making some great mac and she's cheese. Like, he yeah. comes up with the ideas and she makes them happen. She's making yeah. three cheese macaroni and cheese. That has bombs in it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so, I don't know. But, um, so we have this little heart-to-heart with Iris and yeah, Mary. Yeah, which is very sweet. Yeah, and she's like, she's not necessarily talking down, oh. which I love. I love that their heart-to-hearts are never like, I don't believe you or you're in the wrong. It's like, I'm trying to understand where you're coming from, but this is how it's look Like, just A1 communication. Couples take notice. But as we're talking about them arguing, what I love most about this episode is how much Candace um, Patton took Iris's character and embedded Joe into it. Like, she yeah. was like Joe 1000. The looks, the line delivery, she did such a good job. It was definitely Iris West all up in there as Joe West's daughter. Mini Joe. Yeah. Mini Joe. Joe 2.0. Um... So we have the little heart to heart with them, and Barry's like, "All right, I'm gonna stop." Not really, but <laughs> <laughs> we're the Flash. As um, she he tells was he her. was yeah. trying to hold it in until we got to that camera. Yeah, conversation. We're the Flash. Yada yada yada. And so we get another flashback, and we see the thinker just going off, like just solving problems. You know, discovering Jack the Ripper, the Jack the Ripper thing. If which it's is, true or not. I would love, I wish, I would love to know. I want to know why they came up with, I want to know what the writers thought when they thought that it was like, yeah. why that one? I thought it was cool that it was actually the woman that was the killer, but. Yeah, no, I love I love that too. I was like, oh, the nurse did it. Savage. Mm-hmm. Um, so we see that whole thing and then we see him kind of like malfunction and just like pass out. Yeah. And so um, I think that's where we first see the like little the flip shift. in. 
the motive for um, the thinker. And so then we go forward <laughs> again in time, because we're going back and forth this whole episode, and Barry is back in the Flash, or back in Star Labs, and the samurai helmet starts buzzing. Which I wrote down finally in giant letters across my notes because yeah. it has been there for way too yeah. dang long. It's just been chilling. And it's creepy. Why would you... Why can't it go, like... I don't understand why... I mean, obviously, I understand, like, due to the writing. They need, like, a super villain um, trophy room. Mm-hmm. They where do. They, because you, you just can't have that I feel like that was a rookie mistake. Yeah. 100%. Like, why was it randomly there? Yeah, like, robot samurai. But Cisco did say, who who doesn't love samurai? You yeah. Know? So maybe that was his thing, kind of like, oh, we got this cool thing I can put in the... Oh, and yeah. look, at, look at what it did to him. Yeah, it's been exactly. listening in. Mm. So the cool samurai needs to go in the cool villain trophy case. Yeah. In the back of the joint. So Barry pops that bad boy open, and what's in there? A camera. So what does, think, what does Barry think is a great idea? We're going to break into his house. house. We're just going to stroll up in there and break right in. And, um... Yeah, there. He he messed up though, because yeah. um, he almost knocks the picture over and he catches it, but he doesn't put it in the right spot. It looked like well, no, he didn't. He messed up. And yeah. that was such a guy move. No offense, <laughs> but women are so meticulous about details. If Iris take that if one. Iris broke into that, that house, that picture <laughs> would be right back there. Guys, you can always tell when they come through because you're like, that wasn't there. Maybe might, that's just my OCD talking, but I can always tell. I'm saying I might be a boy then because you could put this paper here. It could be sitting here for five days, <laughs> and I'd be like, that's where it comes. But the thing I, is, it wouldn't even matter even with the OCD with the photo then. and stuff because of the fact yeah. that clearly, and I don't know why. And that's one of the things where I was like, why didn't he think about? You you heard me as soon as he walked in. I'm like, why isn't his face covered? Why is he rolling there with just a hoodie? Yeah. Like, you are a masked hero, and you rolling you in someone's a house. costume. <laughs> <laughs> well, and when it, like, I guess maybe he could have came as the Flash, but it's just some sort of disguise. Yeah. You could have been... <laughs> okay, but realistically, who has cameras in their house like that? Please. Inside the house, inside private rooms. A highly skilled villain that Barry is convinced <laughs> is a highly skilled villain. Or someone, true, you know, who Fair. watches their husband or whatever because he needs extra assistance mm-hmm. and, oh, you know. I didn't no, know where you were going with it. But, you know, I mean, it was, it's, it's not totally out of the realm of, you know, reality that they would have cameras in the common area. And he's yeah. just standing around in his hoodie and it's just like, you're not even thinking about like, the fact. dang, why don't you just take a nap in their guest bedroom while you're at it since we're just going to be messy, <laughs> right? And that's what it goes back to what we were saying. Like, you know, I know there's this thought of, um, you know, him being more mature and stuff like that. But it also seemed like in that moment, he was so adamant about, like, he had found the camera and he rushed off to the house. Why not contact Team Flash or something? Yeah. You know, where's, where's bringing everyone else? And he rolled there with his hoodie. <laughs> I can't get over the hoodie. Like, he rolled there, <laughs> masked superhero, no face covering, and didn't even contact anybody. Nope. And he thought, and he came back to that lab like he had, like, one every, like, guys. Like, but it was so worth it when he came back. <laughs> Iris knew. And this was, like, Joe 2.0 in full circle. Did you guys not relish her face when he walked in? Like, she, you just, you know, she knew. That was, if there's ever a face that black women make, it was that face, just the... <laughs> The side eye. Mm, yep. No, it was just, it was funny because he goes and he's like, I know it's him. And then Harrison's like, oh, so you tagged the IP address. Yeah. And, didn't. and he's like, uh, no, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. <laughs> and they're like, okay, but so I how, know. Some type of foot, some type of, you know, prints or something. And it's like, no, no, no. Basically, I saw the camera and I went back to the house. Yeah. <laughs> so that's like, smart. Yeah. Right? I took it there. And it's like, uh, everyone's like, oh, no, you didn't. And then they're all <laughs> hating on him because they're like, it's not even on. And he's like, no, but it was, it was making this noise. And, and then he like, looked, he did look totally crazy this episode but he wasn't he was so right and on it but the thinker and that was what thing. that was what was so creepy about this episode because and that's what you, like that right where you said like unsettling because it's like you know outside of it if we didn't know he was the thinker you know mm-hmm. um barry would seem somewhat insane yeah totally. you know like is he doing something to barry's brain is he making him like no, obsessive he's like a sad guy not. but it's like this idea of Everyone, it was like Team Flash versus Barry a little bit this yeah. episode. It was 
it's I think it's because this is the first meta we deal with where there's no there's nothing to trace his power with. His power is strictly something that technically we all have access to, the power of the mind, you know, but he just has it on a greater scale. But, like, with every other meta, we've been able to, you know, have some type of machine to pick up a detection or whatever. Like, this is strictly just who's a better thinker. So as we're talking about Team Flash, I want to bring up the fact that Ralph wasn't really in this episode, minus for that tiny little segue that they had in the stretch section. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering, because he was one of the metas that were created on the bus, you know, I'm wondering... How are they going to integrate him into the main villain storyline? He's definitely a part of it, and I'd like to see it. Um, what do you guys think? I feel like he's kind of was just like a, a distraction in his own right. Like you know, the other metas were doing, you know, their own. They had their own little episodes where they did their their deeds or whatever. I feel like Ralph is just another distraction. It's just one that they were able to catch and turn into something productive. Yeah, productive they think, think but still. A distraction at the same time. I think because of what we saw with the shift with the tone of this episode from the previous episodes, there's still like this understand. I think with the Ralph character so far, he has been, it's been somewhat, I don't want to say um, comedic relief, but it has been a little bit of that. And I think with the shift of this episode's tone of needing to be a bit more serious, mm-hmm. that I don't know if the writers knew necessarily how to fit him in. Like, mm-hmm. we got that little extra scene. Like the stretch scene, like yeah. you know, you're you're talking about, but like you know, it was like we did. I don't. It would have been weird for him to be in there cracking yeah. jokes. Barry's going crazy, and he's going to be crazy. Like, I think eventually we can get him to the main plot, but I think this episode there has been so much of him thus far, and that's been a debate. I, you know, in the sphere of the webs about yeah, whether or not we really have too much like Ralph. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think for this particular episode, it was okay that he wasn't there. Yeah. Also, shout out to the Cyrano de Bergerac uh, reference. That was dope. For those of you who don't know it, Google it. Um, <laughs> Look it up. Look it up. I do. So we go to another flashback because this is the episode of the flashbacks, and um, we find out he's di- he's diagnosed with like a super form of ALS, and I don't even know why he went to the doctor. Because he was just dragging the doctor. Yeah. No, it sounded like he was hoping the doctor would have a prognosis to heal him, and when he realized that was the first moment that he realized he knew more than his own doctor. Yeah. Because he had just come into the, his powers. I don't think he realized how much smarter it made him until he realized. Like, you know how you can know something, but you don't really know until it's happening yeah. to you? I feel like that was his, like, come-to moment, which was really important to see. And devastating. I felt for him. I still don't know if I feel for him. I, li- I like the f- type of villain he is, but I don't know if I, like, feel for him. I like him as a villain. Yeah. Like, that's my thing. Like, I don't know if I feel for his cause, but it's like, I really like, you know, this whole, like, the thinker. Like, Mm -hmm. it's it's more than just, like, you know, muscle and, you know, big powers versus other big powers. It's, It's very much that. And when he got that diagnosis, I just thought it was really you know, cool, like, this idea of his mind is feeding off of his body. Mm -hmm. You know, like, he's so smart, he can't be, that brain of his can't be contained by a mere mortal body. It's like, he's meta, right? He's superhuman, but not all the parts of him. Yeah. Which is, you know, kind of damning, in a way. Because, like he said, like, you know, with his cause, like you were talking about, like, this idea of he wanted to save humanity, and he's being condemned. Mm -hmm. So that was the one part where I kind of felt a little bit for Oh, when you said that, that made me think, that's so poetic. Like, sadly poetic in a way. Like, he wanted to save humanity by giving more knowledge, and in fact, it's his vast knowledge is killing his own humanity. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I love that he says, um, 2600 metas, like, you know, were created, and they've been using it to, like, rob banks mm-hmm. and and he's like here I stuff, am. and I'm using mine to save humanity and I'm being punished. First of all, 2600 metas, we going to have quite a few seasons. <laughs> <laughs> Second of all, um yeah, I do that is very poetic how it's he's trying to I still don't feel bad for him, but I do think that that was a very poetic little little thing they got going on there. Uh well, I'll tell you why I feel bad in a minute. Just I'm waiting to get to it. <laughs> okay. Um, so we go back to present time. Barry gets <laughs> called back into Singh's office, and we see a crying um, 
Marlies. Marlies. And first of all, girl, get your Emmy without those tears. <laughs> She's really good this episode. She like is. she was she was She's the, a great the back actor. and forth that she was doing. It well, was, yes, the actress She has very natural. Yes, the actress. But I'm talking about Marlies. Like Yeah. Marley's the slap. Yeah, the slap, <laughs> the crack girl. I loved Grant's or Barry's face when he got slapped. He was like the audacity because he <laughs> knew he knew she was going crazy on the crocodile. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So we find out he's he gets slapped with a two week suspension. Yeah. From work, and um, and he still doesn't really quit. He still doesn't really quit. Uh, <laughs> it's Barry, and he gets a restraining order where he has to be. 500 feet away from DeVoe, mm-hmm. and we get another Iris Barry moment, West Allen moment, and um, he basically says, you know, this is the first one where, like, I, I'm i legitimately worried. Like, I think we're getting, I'm, you know, this isn't... Well, I think this showed, like, a very masochistic side of The Flash, because he literally said he was freaking out because he's never been so happy, mm-hmm. and so that's why he's so worried, because he yeah. feels like something is for sure wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this goes to um, the idea of, you know, Air- Iris being somewhat of his anchor in that sense of being able to tell him, well, you feel like you have a lot to lose, but what happens when Joe actually has the baby? What yeah. happens when we get married? What happens when I have a child? Hopefully, you know, turning into twins soon. And, you know. yeah, <laughs> but, you know, what happens, twins. like, you're always, the stakes are always going to be higher. You're always mm-hmm. going to have something to lose. So you just have to be able to yeah. adapt to that. It doesn't mean you're not going to be scared, but it means that we're always going to have something to lose. So why should this be any more intense than those other times? Which I thought was a very poignant scene for them to be able to have. Life lessons with Iris West, Alan. <laughs> Almost West That's Alan. another good, like, little CWC show on the side. <laughs> Hi, I'm Iris West Allen. Welcome to Life Lessons. <laughs> I'd watch. I'd watch it too. Um, <laughs> right after Ask the Thinker. Ask the Thinker. Wow, we just begin our lives. Oh, deep thoughts with Thinker. Ooh, y'all deep thoughts pay with us. Thinker. We got, <laughs> yeah, we're ready. <laughs> Give me my check, show. CW. I know. Um, so then Barry is like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go back to the phone. <laughs> like, thank you for that girl. And he, he just, he's like. Thank you. Love you. Can't wait to get married next week. Kiss, kiss. All right, I'm going to the boat. <laughs> um, and so he goes back to the boat. It's like a train wreck. You just can't help but <laughs> stop can't, and can't watch stop it. Yeah. Um, so he shows up, and the boat's like, I call the police on you. And Barry basically tells out, what you going to do then? <laughs> like, And he walked out. I was like, post, whoa. Post up or shut up. This, <laughs> like, scene, this scene was intense. Yes, this was best really monologue. a really great scene. DeVoe reads him for filth. That yeah. was the like you said, the best monologue I think I've seen in a minute. I want to replay just that section to watch it go down and to watch like Barry's soul die as he just gets dragged. He said <laughs> This killed me. I was like, I need that. You know repeat. what? The thinker is an internet troll. Like, <laughs> yeah, like kind of everything. That guy that trolls everyone. Like, I feel like he would be the originator of internet trolls. Barry, he, he's that dude. Barry tries <laughs> with a comeback. Like, you know what's happened Dumb. to people who tried me? I felt that they comeback failed. though, and I was like, okay, Barry. It's true. Yeah, it's true. It he's true. like, you know it's what has comeback. happened? Everyone's fell. I was like, okay, like, Barry. And this then is the flash. The finger throws <laughs> at him. You're used to punching gorillas, <laughs> right? <laughs> and I was like, oh, I was like, let me just throw everything. At, at least was, he left the shark out of it. Hilarious. Yeah, I would have been done. <laughs> I, no, I mean, been this, crying. That was why the scene was so poignant because he was pointing out everything. It was yeah. like you—you you have these things you consider accomplishments. They're nothing compared to yeah. what I have in store yeah. for you. And I, I kind of got chills. I was yeah. like, oh, because we still don't know what his yeah, plan is. Exactly. This, <laughs> like even, I still don't know. <laughs> even with this episode, we, yeah, we still don't know what's happening. So we have this huge showdown and. The thinker drags like Barry, like, scalps Barry. Like that was yeah. And you know what was so scary? You say it about scalped it? him. Yeah. Okay. It's a Twitter phrase when someone drags you on Twitter or snatch your wig. Snatch your wig. Snatch your wig. I know. I've never heard scalped edge. before. That's well, that's indigenous. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I mean I've heard yeah. it in the traditional sense, but not in New Age lingo. But, like, um, one of the things that was really scary about this part, to me, was the fact that this whole episode, if we noticed, 
Barry had been trying to discover, like, uncover him this mm. whole time through all types of means, breaking into the house, all this, you know, getting his DNA. And all it took was for him to ask, who are you really? He goes up, and DeVoe's like, you know, I know who you are. And yeah. it's just, and it's like, and he said, he's like, why reveal yourself now? He's like, because I've got nothing to fear from it you. Was, I was like, oh, whew. that's not good. He said, you're the Flash, <laughs> I'm the thinker, he's like, I, I don't win, care. you lose, what's up? He's like, it doesn't even <laughs> matter that you know who I am. That's how much your efforts have been futile. Yeah. <laughs> just like, wow. Like, dang, he's like, I literally could tell you my next five moves, <laughs> and you still gonna lose. Like, that's what got me scared. I'm like, whoa. I was like, what are we in for? <laughs> he's definitely a different villain. Like, he, you know, we've had a serial killer on before. Not all the villains have had tragic stories. Yeah. Like, one of the homeboys was a serial killer. Don't forget about that. Yeah. You know, and then, of course, Savitar was like, Barry gone wrong. Um, but he's very different than any other villain. I think he's the most intelligent villain outside of his brain power, just the way that he's been written, um, it, it's just really beautifully done. Yeah. So it, it gives me hope. Yeah. So Barry goes back to Star Labs to lick his wounds and also be like, I told you so. Yeah. And um, they have this whole... And it was good that they acknowledged yeah. that we didn't believe you. And he and Barry was like, it's fine because how could you believe me? I'm getting really excited. And then you know this. what? Here, I'm just going to give you a drum roll right here. What? Which earlier <laughs> in the episode we see a little when Candace or not Candace when Iris is planning the wedding we see her moving Wally around at the wedding I was like, I was like oh he's there. gonna be at the wedding and of he course walks. you cannot invite her brother yes of course but I was just you know he's a girl, like a girl gets scared <laughs> it was great because he it, it was perfect because it sounds like you need another speedster yeah you know what I mean he it's walks like, in looking all cute ready to run around <laughs> we got a chant going on in the chat around. it's Wally Wally Wally, Wally. Wally. and it's so true though because it was perfect timing and once again it kind of harks back to what you were saying that Ralph wasn't present during yeah. this at all either mm-hmm. Which is interesting. But I'm glad that they brought him back. And I'm excited that they brought him back because it clicked into my mind that maybe they will finally use him correctly instead of leaving him there for chopped liver and forgotten, like, fish bait. Uh, Hello, Wally is an incredible engineer. I think he's going to help them build the contraption that helps them think on the thinker's level. I didn't even think about that because they really haven't played on him. Yeah, he's smart. Yeah. He's smart, he y'all. He's smart. And he's he, necessary he for make, this. He makes them things. So when he came in, that was my first thought. I was like, oh, oh I wonder if he's going to be like the catalyst that mm-hmm. helps them build it. Yeah. What Savitar mentioned last season, its name is completely escaping my she, brain. Help me out, chat room. But, um, yeah, I'm excited. I think they might use him correctly. Um, and you actually noticed that when they asked him how his little... Oh, yeah. He, okay, so, you guys, I get so pumped up every single time any of the DC shows throws in a JLA reference, and this was a massive JLA reference. So, he comes in, they're like, how have you been? He's like, oh, you know, I just bought a massive starfish from outer space. So, the starfish from outer space is totally um, Starro the Conqueror. Who's like a famous little JLA villain? So I was, I'm I'm pumped. The crossover's coming. Last year during the crossover, we had a good little JLA Easter egg. So who's with me? Huh? Huh? I'm here for it. Um. So we obviously get hyped about Wally, and in my mind, I'm like, okay, episode's over. We got Wally back. But no, the episode's not over because <laughs> we go back to the thinker in present time. Um, rolling up. He's mad tired from his little drag fest with Barry. <laughs> and um, he starts, we start seeing the signs of his ALS. And the kiss thing happens again where yeah. his wife kissed him and said the little, Can't you know, lose you. Can't I'm lose you, whatever. You. And he chills for a second. But then homegirl takes off this man's wig. Oh, that brain. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Took off his scalp. Takes off his... <laughs> Literally scalps him, and um, we see Ooh, the chair that cool. we've seen. We see little flashbacks of earlier in the episode that she's creating. We see the chair in action, really, and then we see it come out and like kind of click into his brain. 
and his whole yeah and like who he becomes it was like it was everything coming full circle because we had seen him like this before mm-hmm. but it was like to see him because it was very good that they made us watch him as a hu- as like his regular human form mm-hmm. the whole episode so it was even more like resonating when he went back to how we have been seeing him before then though yeah. which was yeah so this was the moment that got me the most excited about the thinker because there's been a lot of debate online whether this is a new 52 thinker that they've kind of like retweaked to put into the flash Mm -hmm. or the golden age comics thinker and it's solidified 100% we can put to sleep the new 52 timeline it's definitely the golden age for the thinker and in that the thinker in the golden age is rehabilitated and Jay Garrick who was the original flash um, actually becomes friends with him because he does come around from being an evil mm. mastermind to being a good guy. And there's this really cool comic where he's di- the thinker is dying of brain cancer and Jay tries to get his cap to save him because he realizes the cap can stop the brain cancer. So that being said, I have hopes that this is the first villain ever that we see that is truly rehabilitated. Interesting. I don't know if I want that. I like him being. Like I, like I know. I like, like showdowns. I'm not I, saying he's not going to have a showdown, but it, maybe there will be a huge catalyst. You wouldn't like to see something I don't different. Know if it would be as cool, if it wouldn't be him going out on the epic thing, but maybe that's also why they resonated that love story between him and the mechanics, so that you kind of want them to be able to stay together. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's the heart of it, you know? Like the whole thing, like he said at the end, like what's you know knowledge without love? Like he was allowing them to get married, yeah. although you cannot stop the West Island wedding. I thought that was very polite. What you not going to do is what you not going to do is listen. They <laughs> villains have ruined things before for you know Felicity and. Ollie, the crossover is the big episode. Felicity and Ollie are going to be there. We've seen some wedding dress pictures. I'm just like, look, if y'all can chill and let people get married. But then the trailer drops. I don't know. I'm hoping that the wedding just actually happens. I don't care if they get married by themselves inside a turtle shell. I just need it to happen. So, yeah, the, the, the episode ends. We got a crossover next week. Chauncey, you have some... Uh, gossip and news that you have for us. Yeah, it basically ties into the epic four-hour event Woo! that will be happening next week that we all have been anticipating since the beginning of the season, and that is Crisis on Earth X cro- crossover extended trailer released just the other day, and it was epic. I just like the beginning. I like that it flashes through all the main. I love the West Allen in the beginning. Yeah, come on, <laughs> West Allen. And, um, yeah, the girls are getting together during this. So you just see Ooh. all this great stuff, these Come relationships on, between the superheroes. Stephen and Mel look so good in the tux. They, like, fan myself. Oh, come on, Joe, looking good in a suit. <laughs> it's very sweet until it all goes to crap. <laughs> Can we just vote that they all wear suits from here on out? Yeah, they, you got my vote, girl. It's like Captain Planet. I'll put my hand out. <laughs> yeah, basically, West Allen is front and center in the trailer as other, as a, just as, as we're about to see, um, you know, other planet, Earth X to be exact, Nazis. It looks Ugh. like they're fighting their doubles. There's going to be, there's going to be some doppelgangers up in there and also other worldly Nazis, uh, which seems kind of timely in these in these days. Yeah. <laughs> Nazis, man. I know. Chill so um, they threaten to destroy their wedding and take over the Earth. So Christ on Earth is going to be a four-hour event, and this one's going to be a lot different than the previous ones, where it's going to feel like a whole movie as opposed to, you know, certain episodes, which is really cool. So and cool. also within that, we saw the West Allen poster was revealed over the weekend, Ooh. and it looks so good, y'all. They are like, they are just beautiful that, couple. That, that's the gold standard right there, mm. that couple. <laughs> and, um, you know, what was being celebrated on the the web was that this Grand Gustin was actually the first to um, you know premiere that uh, poster and it got one million likes Woo. for the first time like one of the most liked um, pictures on his Instagram which is really cool which shows the power they of were West all Allen by West. me and all of my extra because West Allen is delicious is the gold standard <laughs> and um, so congratulations to the fans of that and also lastly um, this is a little bit of slightly dated news that I didn't be, I wasn't able to get to last time but the question of elongated 
dated man's um, comic book love interest. Because, you know, right now what's been going on online, people are kind of guessing that they might put him and Caitlyn together. No! But, Mm -mm. you know, that Mm -mm. fans of The Flash will eventually get to meet Sue Dibney, which in the comic book is uh, elongated man's Rouse, like, endgame, basically, soon. Um, According to the showrunner... Kresberg, Sue Dibney um, hasn't been overlooked, and that we'll get after we get to know Ralph, she'll make an appearance, which also gives um, credits to the fact that Ralph may be staying around a lot longer mm-hmm. if we're going to eventually meet his end. Which game. makes me really interested in how he will be fully integrated into Team Flash and how he's going to handle these villains. Yeah, yeah, and that's a perfect end game for our fan art. Was yes, that- yes, from Stevenson Johns One. You can follow him on. Twitter and Instagram. He's awesome, you guys. He makes all of these from scratch. The cast often retreats him. If you want to see fan art, definitely check out his page because he does all the DC shows. Yes, um, and this him. is the flash from the premiere episode between of for Elongated Man, not the season. When we saw him run up the arm, which is literally the creepiest superhero move of all time. (laughs) But that being said, he's getting um, his own little show on the CWC. You guys can actually check it out. And we're going to see Ralph's Adventures as Elongated Man, which they kind of snuck a little stretched preview in. We saw what they did there. We saw that. We saw that. All right. What do you guys uh, think? Predictions. What's happening? predictions for the next well we got the crossover episode coming in um which is going to be um i don't think it'll necessarily tie into devoe Mm. um although it'll be interesting if devoe knew about all this that was going to happen um if we'll see a reference to that at all or if this will just be sort of a, a thing where this is a new you know thing for them um in terms of devoe uh, I'm I'm baffled. I'm actually really excited because I yeah. have no idea what yeah. he wants. <laughs> like I don't know because like you know what was being said is that the fact that it seems like a noble cause, but why is he going after the Flash? What about the Flash does he need? Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm I'm baffled right now, which is exciting to me. It's not predictable. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not going to predict on a crossover because I don't know. I know those two minutes of the trailer, and it's going to be totally separate than what we've been seeing. So I'm going to just leave that one alone, and I'm going to be excited with my movie preview next week because I'm just thinking of it as a movie. But moving Endgame into the series, I think that Wally was brought back because he's going to help build the contraption that helps them fight the thinker. I still can't remember the name of it, so I'm calling it the contraption. Help me out, you guys. I'd love to see the name pop up there so I can sound smart for you. Um, and then I think that the thinker's going to come full circle and he's going to be the first villain that really does beat Team Flash but comes full circle, maybe against another cause. And I hope that it does round out the Golden Age comics and that we kind of get that in there. Yeah, and I think it's going to be a battle of the couples. I think the thinker and the mechanic versus Iris and Barry. Wes Allen will happen. Like, they're getting married. Yeah, oh, yeah no, of course. They're getting married. It's the crux of the but show. But I think um, we are going to get to see Iris and Barry really get to be kind of a dynamic. We've been seeing them build up to be this dynamic duo. I think with DeVoe and the mechanic being so hardcore, the Bonnie and Clyde, I think we're going to see... I think it's going to take Iris and Barry to defeat that. And so I am really excited. I'm wondering how, yeah. Yeah, I have no... this. This season's so good, I have no idea what's going to happen. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, we are baffled, honestly, by this season. <laughs> so um, baffled, we're speechless. We're so excited for the crossover <laughs> next week. Make sure to tune in with us. My name is Drew Jones. You can follow me on all the things at OKDrewJ. And I'm going to throw it over to my co-panelists. Hey, guys. Again, I'm Carolina Benetti. You can follow me on Twitter at Carolina Benetti and on Instagram at LenaBean113 and Chauncey. Yeah, I'm Chauncey K. Robinson. You can find me at Miss Chauncey KR and also on Sundays on Horror TV News Weekly here on AfterBuzz TV. We'll see you guys later. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only. They do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.